Bonds continue to break down, and we're getting to the point at which something's going to break in the financial system. I'm Graham Summers, and this is Bulls, Bears, and BS. Welcome back to Bulls, Bears, and BS. I'm Graham Summers, Chief Market Strategist for Phoenix Capital Research, and today is Tuesday, October 3rd, 2023. So the issues we've been talking about the last few weeks continue to play out, but they're now getting to the point at which something serious is going to happen. By a brief way of recap, the way to think about what's going on in the financial system today is that the bond market has entered a bear market of sorts. From 1982 to 2022, we were in a secular bull market in bonds. So this was a roughly 40-year time period in which bonds prices were continually going up, which meant that bond yields were almost continually going down. And what that means is that it was becoming ever more cheap, excuse me, it was becoming cheaper and cheaper to issue debt and to service debt, because as those yields were falling, that meant that the interest payments as a percentage of payment was going down. So we fast forward to 2022. It's clear inflation has entered the financial system for the first real way since the 1970s, and the Federal Reserve embarked on an aggressive hiking schedule to try and tame it. In the process, it ended the secular bull market in bonds. And this was all clearly what was affecting stocks, because if you'll recall, the Fed had pulled interest rates down to zero in the wake of the COVID-19 pandemic, This had forced bond yields quite low. This is what allowed investors to push stocks to astronomical highs. They were trading at 20 to 22 times forward earnings between 2020, 2022. But that was all based on the fact that bond yields were yielding next to nothing. Now that bond yields have spiked, there's a lot of competition for capital at the moment. And investors are not as likely to give stocks the benefit of the doubt. We were talking about this a few weeks ago when we noted that the stock market has been trading between 16 and 18 times forward earnings and that it had sort of spiked up to 19 times forward earnings in the last few months based on this belief that the Fed was done hiking rates, that bonds were going to stabilize, and that an easing cycle would be coming soon. And so it's time to move into growth risk assets like stocks. Well, all of the issues that we've been worried about, namely that bond yields are not stabilizing, continue to happen. The government averted a shutdown with a brief 45-day kind of stopgap measure that's going to keep things functioning, but that doesn't resolve the primary issue, which is that the U.S. is running massive deficits right now. Currently, the U.S. is running its largest deficit as a percentage of GDP outside of World War II, and it's definitively the largest deficit as a percentage of GDP in peacetime in history. As a res- and this is all due to the fact that the government's spending so much money. And the way that it's financing this deficit is by issuing debt. But the problem is it's having to issue debt at much higher yields because bonds are no longer in a bull market. On top of this, 
The Treasury, which is run by Janet Yellen, she's the former Fed chairman back from, I believe, 2012 to 2018. Janet Yellen is in charge of the Treasury at the moment, and they're having to supply, excuse me, they're having to issue so much debt, and she's decided to issue a lot of longer duration debt, meaning bonds that are due in 10 years or more. That supply is just overwhelming demand at these current yields. Remember, the fundamentals of economics is that the more of something there is, the less it's worth. This is why diamonds, for instance, are worth so much more money than sand. Now, from basic economic perspective, all this treasury supply that's being issued in order to fund the spending, which is, again, why we have this massive deficit, is causing bond investors to kind of balk at current yields. And the all-important treasury we like to talk about is the 10-year U.S. Treasury. This is sort of the most important bond in the world. The reason for this is that during any 10-year period, you'll usually encompass an entire economic cycle. That means an expansion and a contraction. This is the bond against which mortgage rates are also kind of compared and so on and so forth. Again, this is the most important bond in the world. It's breaking through all its yield is breaking through all its resistance lines. So the kind of line in the sand for the yield on the 10-year U.S. Treasury is about 4.75%. If you go through that, there's really nothing until you get into the 5% range. And then after that, it goes up very quickly to 6. So the point I'm trying to make is that treasuries are starting to balk at all the debt that the treasury is issuing. And they're starting to challenge very, very critical lines of resistance that if they don't stop here and now, something pretty significant is going to break in the financial system. If you'll recall, this is what happened back in March when we had the regional banking crisis, which took down Silicon Valley Bank and some of these other regional players. The problem is this time around, it might be someone major. Bank of America is the second largest bank in the United States, and its share price is back down near the March 2023 panic lows. That's a pretty big deal because, again, that's not a small bank. It's the second largest in the country. We're also seeing that the regional banking ETF is taking out support, starting to break down badly again. You're also seeing some of the credit card processes, credit card companies like American Express breaking down. All of this stuff is telling us that the financial system is coming under duress. Nothing has broken yet, but we're getting to that point at which if things don't calm down in the treasury market, something's going to break. And it looks like it might be something significant this time, not just a handful of small regional excuse me, not just a handful of regional banks. So that's the big picture right now. That's really all that matters. If treasury yields don't calm down, then you can kiss the stock market goodbye. We're going to see stocks dropping to much lower values because they're going to get repriced to much lower forward multiples. You're probably going to see some liquidations. I wouldn't be surprised if some funds are starting to blow up. Remember, pension funds manage trillions of dollars worth of capital, and they are very heavily invested in treasuries, so are a lot of the larger financial institutions, and the treasury market just can't get a bid. Treasury bonds keep breaking down, treasury yields keep going higher, and this is a huge problem. And the government shutdown, or the stopgap measure that was implemented to stop the government shutdown isn't helping things. So really, that's what we're watching right now. Currently, there's no signs yet of some kind of panic, but this is the first time since late February, early March, where things are starting to get pretty hairy. And we need to really start seeing some stability in the treasury market. Um, we need to start seeing some of the larger financial institutions besides JP Morgan Chase catch a bid. We need to th see things calm down. You wouldn't really know it 
because the S&P 500, which is the index everyone looks at, is very heavily biased towards large tech companies, and those companies are holding up pretty well. If you look at Meta or Alphabet or Apple or Microsoft, you know they're down off their highs, but they're not collapsing. If you look at an equal-weighted S&P 500, so that's an S&P 500 index that doesn't weight different companies differently, but instead weights each company, all 500 of them, as one 500th of the total indices weight, that's actually now down for the year. And it's going towards its March lows very quickly. By way of contrast, the S&P 500, which is weighted, meaning it's not equally weighted with each company getting one 500th of the indices value, is holding up. It's still up, I believe, 8% year to date. It's uh, not breaking down. And this is very much all due to the fact that the indice is very heavily biased towards large tech companies. And as a result, they're kind of holding everything up. So as I'm recording this, the S&P 500 looks like it's going to be testing its 200-day moving average. You're starting to see some of the other indices already take that out. The Russell 2000 took out its 200-day moving average a while back. The NASDAQ is still in a bull trend. It's not yet near its 200-day moving average. It's got about 5% more to go. But the point is, the big indice that everyone watches, the S&P 500, is coming towards its 200-day moving average. It needs to hold here. This really is kind of the line in the sand. We can sort of dilly-dally around it a bit or sort of you know break below it and consolidate, but we need to see it hold this line and not take it out easily. These are the most important things I'm watching right now. I'm going to keep this very short and sweet because, again, things are starting to kind of sort of come undone. There are no signals yet that we're going to see a full-blown crisis, but this is kind of the first time since late February, early March of 2023 that things are starting to look pretty ugly. And I wouldn't be surprised if we don't get some headlines about someone blowing up in the near future. I might check in with you again later this week, depending on how things go. But I just wanted to get this out the door now because I'm starting to see yields and stocks reaching very critical levels that need to hold. I'm Graham Summers, and this is Bulls, Bears, and BS. <laughs>